wish I could share with you sometime a bottle of Petri California Sherry. Have you ever tasted Petri Sherry? It's just perfect before dinner. Why, that Petri Sherry can change the usual before dinner lull into a special event, and that's a fact. Just look at the clear color of Petri Sherry. It's a deep, rich amber, clear and cheerful looking. And wait till you taste it. That's when you find out for sure just how good a wine can be. That's when you find out just what I mean when I say that the flavor of Petri Sherry comes right from the heart of the grape. Try Petri Sherry by itself, or with hors d'oeuvres or canopies or whatever you call those little cocktail sandwiches, and say, if you like your sherry dry, well then Petri California Pale Dry Sherry is the sherry for you. Just be sure the label says Petri, the proudest name in the history of American wines. Now, let's look in on our old friend, Dr. Watson. Doctor? I'm out here on the patio, Mr. Bartow. Come out and join me. <laughs> Quiet, Winnie. Quiet. Down, down, Monty. <laughs> I see the welcoming committee's here. <laughs> Those little scoundrels. They begin to think they own this patio. Scoop them off the chair, Mr. Bartow, and, and settle yourself down. All right. Off you go, boy. Off you go. Go on. Off you go. That's it, my boy. As a matter of fact, it's rather appropriate that the puppies should be here tonight. As in the story that I'm going to tell you, a dog played a most prominent part. A dog? What kind of a dog, Doctor? Now, now, my boy, don't get me anticipating my story. For once, I'm going to start at the beginning. Which was? On a summer morning in 1890, not long after my marriage. I'd gone back to my private practice, you know, and Sherlock Holmes was living alone in our old Baker Street rooms. You still saw him, I suppose. Indeed I did, Mr. Bartell. In fact, occasionally I even persuaded him to forego his bohemian habits so far as to visit my wife and me. But to get back to my story, I'd been exceptionally busy that summer, and Consequence was feeling rather, shall we say, nervy and, and run down. So much so that Mary, oh, <laughs> Mrs. Watson, persuaded me to take a fortnight's holiday. We went down to the charming little village of Taplow on the lower reaches of the River Thames. But, as so often happens, the best-laid schemes of mice and men gang after glad. I guess the holiday backfired on you, Doctor, and you found yourself involved in a mystery. Maybe a mystery calling for the aid of your old friend Sherlock Holmes? Quite correct, Mr. Bartell. We'd only been down there a couple of days when the trouble began. In fact, the whole thing became so involved that I thought the best thing to do was to put the whole strange story in a letter to Sherlock Holmes. This I did. And I can imagine how he chuckled when he read my news. Dear old Watson, seems to be a little out of his depth. My dear Holmes, I need your help, or at least your advice. Two days down here, and I've become involved in a most unusual problem. It began this morning when Mary and I were out for an after-breakfast stroll. The sun was shining, the birds were singing, and there seemed every indication of it being a happy and... You know, Mary, I've always thought up to now that Barney was rather a silly word. <laughs> I still do, John, dear. Nevertheless, it's the only possible word that describes a day like this adequately. Very well, dear, it's Barney. Personally, I'm so happy to see you relaxing that I don't care what the weather's like. You've been working much too hard. Yes, it's been a busy year. Yes, and last year Sherlock Holmes monopolized most of your time. At least I got you to myself for once. <laughs> you dear little thing, you... Always been rather jealous of my association with Holmes, haven't you? Not jealous, dear. But I must confess his influence on you wasn't entirely for the good. 
He had a habit of keeping you out all night. Well, you should be used to that, dear. After all, it happens often enough in my practice. True, John, but on those occasions I know where you are and don't worry about you. And again, you've copied so many of Mr. Holmes' eccentricities. Hmm? Keeping your tobacco in a Persian slipper, for instance. <laughs> and, uh, oh, John, look down. Look, do you see that woman walking across the field towards us? Yes, well, what's the matter? Do you know her? I'm not sure, but I think it's Ellen Warburton. I believe she does live somewhere near here. And who is Ellen Warburton? An old friend of mine. She's frightfully clever and advanced. She's interested in women's suffrage and all sorts of things. Oh, sounds dreadful. Imagine giving women the right to vote. Their place is in the home. It is Ellen. 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 Ellen Warburton. Oh, how are you? Very nice to see you again. I'm Mary Watson now. This is my husband. How do you do, Miss Warburton? How do you? How do you do? Mary, I'd heard that you'd married. Aren't you a medical detective or something?